Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome, welcome to She's All Over the Place. So exciting to have you here. It's Pride Month. Woohoo! I have two femme bosses on for you today, and we're going to talk everything. What are we going to talk about? I mean, I am so overloaded with everything we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have three beauty coming metaverse. out, pride, Greek, being partners in business and life, getting married, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. Roll the dice. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be talking about all that. Okay. So this is a very special episode and I'll tell you why very soon. Well, I'll just tell you why right now. They're getting married next month. So I'm like, oh my God, we need to have this beautiful story on the podcast like before the wedding. So they're like super VIVIP. But with no further Ooh. ado, we have Alexis Andrulaiki and we have Christina Bias, which is like Basquiat kind of, but not. Basquiat, yes, yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> and it's so wild because we met at the Basquiat exhibition in New York City through our friend Jessica Greenwalt. She's the creator, um, director for Vayner NFT, also the creative VP for for cybersecurity, super important in Web3. She's two episodes ago. So if you want to check out Jessica's episode all about tech, definitely check it in. She's a boss. Um, I'll have it in the link in the show notes as well. But this is Jessica's so cool. We were in San Diego together. We were talking about Basquiat. And then she was in New York. And I was going to New York two days later. And I saw there was a Basquiat exhibit going on. And she's like, yeah, you know, I invited some people from Vayner and some other people. And so like, we get there and Christina and Alexis show up all femmed out, seriously, with their lipsticks, all beauty, all glam, with their bags. And we, we just like clicked and hit it off and like, you're Greek, I'm Greek, you're Greek, we're Greek. And it was just like, <laughs> we were just like so in sync and we have been ever since. We'll get more into it like right now. But, you know, we went to VCon together. We celebrated. We're going to be together for NFT NYC. After Basquiat, we went together and we had some drinks and we were chatting and it was like pouring rain. Where were we outside? Yeah, we uh, it's called Gallo Green. If anyone's been, it's like right on like 10th Avenue. Hashtag it, it looks, not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like a mythical garden, which is very... Very apropos for Web3, I think. Yeah, yeah. In that you feel like you're somewhere else. But it was we were, awesome because yeah. we were all bonding and Alexis gave her coming out story and you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like five acts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were just laughing the whole time. I'm like, we need this story on the podcast. And then not only do we need this story on the podcast, because that's what happens with when you have good energy and you're creative and beauty and everything sensorially with culture and laughing and divine feminine energy. And you're, we're just like Hell so yeah. open. And so now this has taken quite the journey because I met Julie Pacino at the beginning of the year and and then we were able to, and we follow each other on Twitter. And I saw, you know, she has her project and she's doing a grant and she's taking submissions and I wanted to do it, but doing it all alone is a lot. We're doing so much in life. And, but I planted, I sowed the seed and I manifested. And then we were going and growing. And then IRL, the girls were at VCon and uh, Julie Pacino was there speaking on a panel. We darted up to her afterwards. I met her IRL. We gave a hug. We took some photos. It was really fun. And I'm like, I have the idea for a short film for the submission. And we told her right then and there. And she's an advocate. And so um, I think she's really looking forward to the submission. So we're literally going to take the coming out story that I heard in New York and that we're going to share with you you know, some parts of it right now. And then we're going to take it and we're going to apply that energetic action to submit it for uh, a grant for a short film, you know, and 
that's where it starts. And that's how you make the choice of something. And if it works out great, if not, we can go to the next, to the next or get more and have more people be a part of this epic story. So ladies, thank you so much for joining me and saying yes and being a part of this ripple effect. I'm excited to, you know, be on this journey with you and see where it goes and grows too. I know. And it's so funny because then we, when we met up with you, actually, like we ran into each other at VCon literally that morning, Alexis is like, you know, there's not a lot of Greek people in the NFT space. And then literally we we run into you. And then we just have like this epic day together. It was like one thing after the other, after the other, it was like amazing. Literally, yeah. (laughs) The whole day. It was like, we counted that night at like three in the morning. You're like, we had had like 27. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Things that happened that day. It was like one thing after another. But actually, actually I saw days later, like you saw that I was there from TikTok. TikTok. And so, totally. yes. So, you girls have a TikTok. And so, it'll be in the show notes. But where can people follow you on the TikTok and Twitter and everything? Yeah. I mean, we're on a, a lot of different channels because we have our beauty brand. But our, our personal TikTok that we do have fun with, so you can get like BTS of our relationship, is called The Lipstick Lesbians on TikTok. We basically just have a bunch of fun, a lot of just documentary moments of us pulling out our phones, funniest moments ever, some of which have gone viral that we would never expect. And it's just hilarious. Like, just yeah. a genuine good time, you know? I think it's very much in that spirit of really trying to be ourselves and connect to our truth and our values while enjoying life. Exactly. As founders of a beauty brand, FemPower Beauty, we've taken a lot of major, major leaps in the last few years. And those leaps come with sometimes, you know, they don't necessarily come with those metaphorical parachutes. They come with huge financial responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it looks all sexy on the outside, but on the inside, there's a lot of things happening under the hood. So we we vowed that, especially thanks to Christina and kind of immersing us in Web3, we vowed that we were going to dive into Web3 with a brand new energetic force field oh, and yeah. an attitude of joy, kind of pleasure, and almost an insatiable curiosity for what can be. Yeah, And that's how we're all here right now, which yeah. is super exciting for us. And this is how we were at the show that day with Jessica and we were able to meet you, you know, as we call you, we call you Kiki, but I guess everyone in the world knows you as Katie. <laughs> I don't but, know that because your hey, name in Greek is Kiriaki, right? Yeah. So people know me as Kiriaki as well. Um, right, so right. Saint Kiriaki. So people were like, yeah. what is that? And so they're like, oh, Sunday, Sunday. And so I've, I, you know, yeah. when you're born with two first names, it's kind of difficult. You feel kind of split in a way. It's like, how do you explain it? So it's like <laughs> Katie Chinock is for acting. But at the beginning, when I went to Hollywood, my team, my manager and my agent, I'll never forget. They tried it. They set me down. They're like, they wanted me to ch- shorten my last name. They're like, Jennifer Aniston, Johnny Depp, Woody Allen. I'm like, Katie wow. Chan? I don't think so. Like, I'm not changing. <laughs> <laughs> I am not shortening my last name. I went, I changed my union name, Kiriaki, because it was Kiriaki Chinagas. I changed it. That's what it was when I first went to the union. I changed it to Katie from Kiriaki. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so- I mean, immediately when you shared that your name was Kiriaki, we just went Kiki. Yeah. Like, and then we just like blessed you with that name moving forward. Like, okay. you're in our phones is Kiki. I love like- that. <laughs> I love it so much. And, you know, when I was a kid, um, you know, my cousins, everyone's like, Kiki, Kiki. Everyone called me Kiki uh, growing up. So that's what my family called me. So it's kind of like full circle. It feels really near and dear it's to like my heart. It's like home. Yeah. Yeah. And but what you were saying like a moment ago, like when you were like showing up at VCon being like, oh, there's like not a lot of Greeks here. Like, where are the Greeks? Where, where are my Greeks at? Yeah. yeah. And then some friends sent me a video that was posted on VCon. And I had no idea until uh, afterwards, but Erica, I'm in a group chat with her. 
She was the one on the mic, like asking us questions, but they, I sent it to you. So the three of us are on the, on the video on VCon. Yeah. It has like over 16,000 views right now. And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote the comment, something. Where the from, Greeks at. Yeah. I, Gary V, yo, where the Greeks at. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 He's got to get those Greeks in though. I know. Gary V. I guess listening. that's our job. I know. <laughs> represent. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what I'm doing actually to speak on that, I'm taking all my transcriptions of my podcast and I'm translating them to Greek to educate oh. people about NFTs and the blockchain in Hollywood uh, Greek style. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Interesting. Good for you. Well, yeah. if you need someone to read over, Alexis is super fluent. <laughs> oh, you're I wouldn't go that far, but yes. Oh, oh yes. yeah. I'm pretty fluent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As far as like reading and writing, I'm not as fluent. I always say that Alexis has a very um, like flirtatious way of talking in Greek. Well, because the Greek language is very flirtatious in general. So like we would go to like a Greek in restaurant and like literally See, the Greek waiters yeah, would be like, like infatuated by the end of the night. <laughs> or infatuated with both of us. That too, wanting something else. But that's for a different podcast. <laughs> Hilarious. I love that. Okay, so let's dive right into it. So you both are from Crete. Yeah. Right? In my whole time of being Greek, okay, and going to Greece, I've never met two lesbians. I just, I haven't, right? I just, I have not, yeah. I haven't seen it in literature. I haven't read it in poems. I haven't read it, seen it. It hasn't been around me, okay? So this is wonderful. And so what's, <laughs> what's happening is like not only monumental, right, in the world, but, you know, for our culture. So, you know, specifically speaking to people who are cultured, and and or Greek or not, you know, let's dive into your story. Like, because I know it's an exploration for a lot of people. It's called, quote unquote, coming out and, you know, things of that nature. So um, tell us about your journey uh, individually and then brushstrokes and then to you ultimately meeting and how. Yeah, I mean, Alexis has a far more interesting journey than I do. But, you know, being Greek and being from Crete is definitely a big part of who I am. Um, I dated men for a lot of my life and I always like, I don't know, for some reason, I just never really clicked with the Greek people that immediately surrounded me. And I used to say to like my good friends at the time, I'd never end up with a Greek person. That's it. You know, <laughs> like I used to say that and like, go figure that, you know, I was in a relationship with a guy for seven years who was not Greek, didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. I go on like this huge self-exploration journey and 1368 like, Tinder matches. Yeah. This was in 2014. <laughs> I used to like swipe on Tinder for fun, like literally just like, no, yes, no. Yeah. And I'm not even like that. It was just like literally just a mindless thing that I got addicted to, you know, um, like social media, we become addicted. I become addicted to the swipe. And yeah, like one night, you know, I just, and I had men and women on. And one night I saw like this woman who was Alexis and they, they, the only mutual interest we had was the island of Crete. Because back then you could like Facebook pages. I don't know if anyone remembers this on Facebook. You could like pages and it showed up as a mutual interest on Tinder. Um, and we didn't have any mutual friends, yeah. but just that one thing, because we both liked that page for some weird reason. Like, like, what were the chances, you know? I think they were promoting it back then. So anyway, so we started a conversation. I swipe right, obviously. We started a conversation. And like, I think Alexis reaches out to me first. She's like, are you really a Cretan girl on Tinder? And I was like, well, I could ask you the same thing. And then like, it became like one thing after another. We we're just like chatting it up. 
and ended up there were both actually from the same geographic location of Crete, which is on the western side of a city called Kanya. And it's funny because the Tinder radius uh, where we matched is like Alexis lives 28 miles away and my radius was 30 and so was hers. That's why we could match. But in Crete, we're literally like less than a mile away from each other. It's insane. So yeah, long story short, I was studying abroad that summer uh, with NYU to go to Ghana and I was debating whether or not to go to Crete because remember, I'm on this whole like self-discovery journey. And uh, did you I go to Ghana? My, I did. I, I went to Ghana and I studied education and diversity in Africa. I said to myself, yeah, you know, I just graduated with my master's. I was like, I want to go to Africa and I want to go like explore educationally. Let's go to Ghana. And so that was fun. And it okay, was just oh, like, wait, honestly, that's fun. amazing. This That's like another podcast episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I, I would love to. I think we we could be like a, we could be like a 10 series Kiki, like, <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot oh my god so anyway yeah so i literally remember telling my therapist when i booked my tickets to ghana like you know i want to explore my cretan identity and then the next day i swipe right to alexis and we're talking about going to crete together and like if y'all don't know alexis yet but she's like miss crete in like 2025 <laughs> like she knows so much about Crete because she's been there so many times like and i've been growing up too like my my yaya my grandma I call yaya she had a she has an apartment out there so i used to go there but i never they don't drive so it was very local so anyway long story short Alexis and I go to Greece and like literally shows me. You're forgetting some of the best parts. You could tell through your perspective. (laughs) (laughs) We go to Kriti and she shows me Kriti from like a whole new, fresh, new perspective. And like, honestly, like fall in love. Like, I mean, we were starting to fall in love before, but when we went to Kriti together, it was like, that was it. Wait a minute. Were you on Tinder talking about going to Kriti together before you even met? Within before the- we even physically met, yeah. yes, yeah. Wait, that's so y'all are in a fantasy at this point because you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it happened. But it was it kind of a reality. And oh my god, I t- I think I'm like one of the only people that traveled to Kriti from Ghana because the lady at the desk was just like, "What is this island?" And she like wanted to look it up. She was like, "What is this place?" Like she was printing my baggage tags. <laughs> What did you think about Christina being in Ghana, in Africa, and then coming to meet you in Kriti? Well, you know, we had the first conversation we had revolved literally around me like, going to Ghana. I Christina think, going right? to Ghana because yeah. it was April. You were, I think, filling out like if not, if I'm not mistaken, like you had at that point you were like getting your tickets uh, yeah because you had like filled out everything in yeah. terms of like the paperwork for the master's program with yeah. NYU and um basically I just I remember being like respect a lot of respect that someone would go to Ghana during their summer vacation and essentially like right after graduating with their master's to go continue to do more studying like mm. and the thing is that at the time you know, we were, I was, I think, quietly conspiring to obviously spend as much time as I could with Christina, you know, in Crete. I wasn't fully sure she was going to come, but if she was going to come, I didn't think she was going to stay like at my place, like my parents' place. Did you? I thought she was- I did. Well, yeah. Well, you know, because my yaya, you know, she has a small apartment and like I could have stayed there. But again, like I wanted a new experience, you know? So clearly it's like, I want a fresh, new, different. Like I want to explore Crete in a whole new way. And like she was promising to take me here, take me there. And we were going to rent a car. So it made sense, you know, not even from like the perspective of I'm interested in this person. It just made sense for, (laughs) yeah, she has like, you know, a four bedroom house out there. And some of the bedrooms were empty too. It was like, you know, not that I stayed in an empty bedroom, but... (laughs) (laughs) I sent Christina a virtual itinerary. So what ended up happening was at this point we had hung out like, I think two, three times. Yeah. So now we're going into April, like like we're going into May, June, right? And we were going in July. 
So we'd gone out on a few dates, but I had sent her a virtual itinerary as in, okay, if we were in Greece right now on a Monday at two o'clock, this is where we'd be and this is what we'd be doing. That was so cute. So like I brought the experience to life for her through pictures of the actual places we were going to go. It's very romantic in a way, right? Like a virtual romance. I I turned it on. Yeah, she did. (laughs) And you know, it was just, like I said, I remember literally telling my therapist, I want to explore my Cretan identity and see Kriti in a whole new way. Like I literally, Kiki was at the point where I was going to rent my own car, go to Kriti from Ghana and literally just go around the island. But instead I manifested Alexis who showed me around Kriti, you know, from Kanya, you know, like literally showed me like a whole new perspective. And it was just amazing. You know, I love it. And and we were in VCon talking and you both are manifestors. Yes. Yes, we We are are literal in our human designs. We're both manifestors. And it happens like randomly. And like, we have so much, so much to update you about in web three that we manifested recently. That's like so exciting, but that's, you know, for later on, but yeah, we're literally manifestors. It's really great. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So it's a little intense because manifestors essentially need to have, they always have the big ideas. They're not always the best at execution, but I think we're both working on the execution part. (laughs) We have people around us that love to execute. Exactly. I love executing. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> we're a perfect trio. Vision. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, Alexis, tell us in um, on your side, your perspective of you know yeah. how it was for you from from the start. This. Yeah, I think I'm gonna need my. I'm gonna need to get into character. I'm gonna need to do a little euphoria on my lips really quickly as I uh, I get ready for this mo- my big moment. Oh, oh my god! Oh, big story. So, um, the person tuning in, I was so excited. I just jumped right in. Uh, you can also hop over to YouTube and check out these Grecian goddesses. Uh, full glam is happening in the moment. So definitely be on, <laughs> be on the video. Okay, let's go. So I was, I had a very different story in comparison to Christina. I literally yeah. learned how to put black eyeliner on by my like older sister and cousins in Greece so I could go out to the nightclub when I was 13 and attract, you know, hot Greek men. So you, as you can imagine, this was a very, <laughs> this was a very different kind of Alexis back then. And it was very much trying to conform to a certain idealistic view of how a Greek woman was supposed to act, how a Greek woman was supposed to essentially be very conscious of aesthetics and optics, but also be very domesticated and know how to cook and know how to clean. And I think I reached a point in my early 20s where I was almost like, it was almost like a rebellion. It's like something inside my soul was birthed that like, I just couldn't fit in this mold anymore. It just didn't make sense for me. So at the time I was studying at FIT and I had an internship and it was literally this French perfumer who was a woman who at my internship kind of awakened this desire in me to just like this curiosity slash attraction that from that moment on my life was just never the same. And that was, you know, I was in my mid twenties, as I mentioned, and basically there was a two year period that involves many, many shameful kind of stories, but the highlight of, of one that we can get into quickly. So we don't take too much time up is really kind of what kept happening repetitively in my life was I kept being whether it was divine destiny or fate, whichever belief system we all like to believe in, I knew deep down it was my path because I kept getting placed in situations around queer women. They were either bisexual or lesbian. And it was through these relationships that my world expanded beyond, 
you're a nice Greek girl who's going to marry a nice Greek man and make nice Greek babies. And all of a sudden, it's like someone walked in and popped this bubble. And it was the most beautiful explosion once I finally got to the finish line. But that took a while. And <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. So you said you were just, you kept being around all these queer people. Were any of them Greek? No, definitely uh, not. <laughs> am I the only queer person you know that's Greek? <sighs> right, Actually, right now? There's gay, a gay guy, I think, you know, that's Greek. Yes, there is a gay guy that I know that's Greek. But back then, no. I didn't even know that you could be bisexual 10 years ago. Okay. It was a foreign concept to me. My godmother, some of her best friends, uh, they're they're a Greek couple. They actually work at these Greek news outlets. You have to meet them. They're in New York City. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Um, They work at these Greek news outlets. Um, I just had literally four on-screen auditions, so (laughs) I'm not putting on my thinking cap right now. I'm allowing myself just to coast, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll circle back around with those names. Awesome. Yeah. So you were saying. Back to the story. What you end up having to do when you're kind of going through this exploration is you're questioning everything, but you're also, you're living in a state of perpetual, like, fear fear of acceptance, fear of your community around you, fear of your family. And that fear manifests pretty clearly in shame, whether or not you recognize it or not, that's the emotion. And, And shame is something that like lodges in so deeply into our subconscious and our consciousness. And it's really hard to break that loose and set yourself free from it. Cause really the person you're, you're really most battling with is yourself. And when you've spent in my case, the entirety of my adolescent and young adult life as someone who identified not only as straight, but I was a makeup artist who was intimately touching women's faces daily. And I had no idea that I was attracted to women. So this was shocking to discover the attraction and then to be confronted with this, this constant kind of reminder slash like almost like a force of nature telling me you must go explore this because the feelings wouldn't dissipate. So finally, this is now like my third job in a row where I'm finding myself with a queer person working with me. And now as coincidence would have it, we're at a happy hour and it turns out this, you know, this queer bisexual woman, first time I've ever met a bisexual woman, you know, her, her cousin was dating my brother. So now we have this like instant connection where we're like, boom, easy for us to continue talking and like be, be super friendly. And eventually as the weeks kind of pass by you know, there we were at the company Christmas party getting a little too close for comfort and me suddenly realizing, you know, this has been two years of nonstop shame spiraling and not having the courage to do anything about it and being in these situations. Yes. Are you dating anyone in these two years or no? <laughs> I was, ironically, um, this is also a really big sign that you might be, you know, not straight. <laughs> I was dating someone that lived in Australia if you could even call it dating that I had never physically met. And so, so cause I was wondering like, what is your mom and dad thinking this whole time? So that, oh, they, they it, ironically, my mother had no idea. My dad, I had a really close friend who was a little wacky. And I remember my dad asking my brothers if they thought, 
and the expression that he used, which is like yalisterizo, which in Greek translates to, which in English translates to like something super shiny, because gay men in Greek culture are very pretty and very shiny. So this is like my father making light of the situation. If like my friend is a shiny object, i.e. is she gay, and therefore I must be gay. So it was ironic to me that my dad had a first kind of inkling. And Mm -hmm. not that I was attracted to this woman, this friend of mine at the time, but it was just really funny that my mom had no, no idea. And my my dad kind of was questioning. So was the quote unquote boyfriend in Australia, the blanket for your mom to think, oh, she has a boyfriend in Australia? I think it was deeper than that. It was worse than that. He was the, he was the blanket for me. He was the, well, if I'm, if I'm still so interested in this, this manly man, yeah. then no, yeah. I'm not a lesbian. No, I mean, I'm not bi. Yeah. I mean, this has happened so many times. Uh, people will want partnerships with people as like a blanket. I remember sure. when I was in LA, there was someone who wanted to be in partnership with me and he's, he was very successful. And he's like, it just makes sense. He's like, we both look really young because we both do. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like, you know, a while ago, like he was very successful. You know, he would go to all the red carpets with, you know, everyone you can think of in Hollywood. And he just wanted me to be his arm candy. I was like this budding upcoming actor and he wanted to go to these events and everything. And I was like super naive. I didn't know what was going on. But like, I just got out of a relationship. I was like emotionally like a a, a poetic wreck. So like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to like conform and be like, hey, or not even date and be like, hey, this would be a fun thing. But I, I knew it was like this person was wanting to like make a deal and me be the blanket for that person. And I've gone on to be this person and he went on doing this with someone, you know, and then they broke up and now he has a dog. And but <laughs> people do that. They they'll they get do. with someone and keep them at arm's length. And yep. sometimes they don't even know they're doing it of course. to the other person because they don't know they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. And make no mistake, this isn't judgment on anyone that may or may not be doing this very same thing at this very moment. In fact, I commend you because you're one step closer. Mm. And the truth is, that is the relationship. Again, I mockingly call it the relationship because I really never met the person, which ironically, like, um, how do you have a relationship virtually for two years? It's, It's interesting. But that is what unlocked my ability to finally break free. And when I did finally make that decision, you know, while I was after that Christmas party that we talked about right briefly with that, that bisexual woman that I was working with, you know, it was that relationship that set me free to the place that I was like, I need to do something. I need to change something. Or I'm going to go around in this hamster wheel with this unavailable man who lives across the world that this is absurd. This is ridiculous. It was like the, my cup had runneth over. And finally, the way that things unfolded, it would happen to be right after Christmas where actually her boyfriend at the time, because remember, this is a bisexual love interest of mine, or we'll call it infatuation interest. And her boyfriend at the time was living in another state. So he was visiting the state that he was originally from. And we were out for hours. And the best way to describe it is, you know, that like early lunch that turns into happy hour that turns into early dinner that turns into late night drinks then all of a sudden it's 10 p.m and you're just kind of all staring at each other like well what's next you know we could either keep going or call it quits here so on this particular gathering after being literally at like a local bar uh 
it was 45 minutes from my house, but local to the town, you know, the boyfriend came to find his girlfriend. Like, where are you? You've been gone for nine hours. What the hell are you doing? And we were hanging out, you know, we were having the time of our lives because it was the honeymoon phase of getting to know someone and flirting and fun and, you know, and basically- Oh, I can't wait to get to that phase again because like I'm in the process of like- (laughs) I'm on the yeah, of we like all know that phase open. So I'm so excited to do a whole honeymoon phase. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. No, mm-hmm. it is. And and that for me was like, there's nothing more fun than allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to flirt that shamelessly with a woman for the first time in my life. Ooh. So that was that, that kind of, this person be- became that mode for me. And really- Finally, what happened that evening was that they got into a massive fight, which led to her begging me to go back to his place, like his father's place. And I was thinking to myself, well, the last thing I want to do is be held captive at her boyfriend's house without a way to get out of there. So, you know, we were out for hours drinking, as I mentioned. So I was like, well, let me just take my car. It's five minutes away. At least I'll have an escape once I like You're like, get wait, I was out drinking and drinking for hours. Let me take right. my car. Wait a minute. Right, exactly. Where's the Uber? Knowing the though. But you, you didn't see, want to be stuck. But at I didn't house. want, yeah. to me, the prison of being stuck at the boyfriend's house would have been worse. I know. I'm just Sleeping kidding. Being there kidding. would have been worse. Yeah. No, I know. And there was, was no just... Ubers at the time. Exactly. exactly. I was like, that's the other thing that people, thanks for defending yeah, me, babe. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got you. Oh, so, no, no. no. I, I just thought about that, too. There's probably not. Yeah, this is 10 years ago, yeah, whatever, eight, nine years ago. So I think if there was Ubers, I don't think you would have made that decision. No, I would have yeah, taken it. It's so easy. Oh, I have a quick flex story. So I remember 2012, a friend of mine, um, he was one of the investors in um, Uber. And so when it was just in beta or whatever they call it, and it was testing around, I was in the yeah. Ubers going around New York City. That's so funny. Not a lot, but a couple of them. We should have known you then. Yeah. <laughs> 2012, 2012. There you go. Ooh, she yeah. was manifesting back then. I know. <laughs> I love it. So okay, let's get in. As, as the night would, as luck would have it, I, I was meant to follow her to the boyfriend's dad's place. I ended up losing her. So I pulled into a quick check. And by the time I pulled out of the quick check, I made a wrong turn an illegal turn and I got pulled over and the rest is, as they say, history. And I ended up, you know, handcuffed. I went to the lovely local jail that evening. I got a series of tickets, including a DUI (gasps) and it was the worst night of my life. And uh, (laughs) you get one phone call and I'll, I'll give every listener the chance to guess for a moment who I called and it sure as shit wasn't my mother or father to come pick me up or brothers or brothers. It was her. It was this person because remember, you know, I had now decided and was determined this was going to be the night, the night that I was going to get physical with this person. I was going to allow myself that freedom, which really was, that's probably harder than any decision you're ever going to make in your journey. The decision in the day that you can get intimate with someone of the, Mm. you know, of the sex that you're contemplating you know, obviously contemplating uh, being with, right? And when you're thinking about your sexuality. story across the sexuality Of course, of course. Right? So for me, it felt like my virginity all over again, because it kind of is, right? When you're when you're going from a different experience to the same sex experience. And <laughs> plug Madonna. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm up for it all. I'm here. I'm, 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 I'm wearing my Such pink. Fun. I am in it. Yeah. I'm in it to win it. Let's go. go ahead sorry (laughs) so basically she did come pick me up and we ended up going back to a hotel 
and we were seconds away from kissing and there was a huge like knock on the door her boyfriend came so instead of spending that night having my first sexual experience like with a woman i spent the night laying next to them you know in a separate bed but they were after in one being bed. in jail after being in jail and she drove me home that next day and that next morning i told my mom you know mom i i got a dui last night and i um i think i may be a lesbian and that was just as she chain smokes across the room yeah <laughs> so you had to literally go to jail to free yourself because you were in Correct. psychological jail forever it's like your Correct. physicality your life drove you to behind Shame. cells yeah. Of shame and blame, right? And then yeah. behind the these only, cells to be actually in prison. Wow. The only thing that I thought would be worse to tell my mother than the fact that I might be gay was the fact that I got a DUI. So that in itself was, well, if I do that, you know, and it wasn't yeah. conscious, of course. But this is this is what ends up, you know, happening when you're when you're living with such deep, deep, deep rooted shame. So uh, the beauty of the, the story and the happy ending is that, you know, that gave me the courage I needed to finally move the nodule on Tinder. And the story you heard from Christina is where my story now picks up. We swiped right. Yeah. Christina was the first woman I ever went on a date with. The first woman I really engaged with in conversation on Tinder. Okay, that, but before we go into happy laughing Tinder mode, I'm like in tears here. So can we just like <laughs> I just I just need a minute because we just need to yeah. really honor and acknowledge like it's because it's every single day, right? Um yeah. especially for the people who are living in prisons right now. And yes, you know, there's so much art we're able to express mental health and art and musicians about getting themselves out of the cage and all of those things, but just to really honor that. And because like, we all want love. We all want to be loved. We all want to help. We all want to clearly have freedom and not be in prison. Yet the people, you know, the podcasts about being the ripple effect and then the day to day of my energy and supporting and helping people and there's boundaries and it's like you communicate with some people and they're just like, in a whole different world, like in a whole nother stratosphere. And it's like, you can't even like, you want to be real and get loud with them and, you know, share with them in such a way, but they're just so naive to their own entrapment where they like think they have it all figured out, you know, and, and they don't. And it's like, I have this yearning inside of so many people that I want to quote unquote help, but you know, we really can't, you know, I don't want to say we can't help anyone. We have to want, we have to want to do the work ourselves, but it just makes me so sad that so many people allow themselves to be numbed, isolated, trapped and trapped without having the courage to do the quote unquote journey of the work to come out of that area. So I just want to like acknowledge that because what you said was so eloquent and so beautiful. And it's just like, it really moved me in, in such a way. And it's like, so many people do that. They just, they stay there, you know, but how do we break free from that? Like without going to jail? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like representation and, and you know, sharing our experiences, sharing our shared experiences. And, you know, the other thing is that like you could lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Um, and some of these things also take time. They do. You know? And I think that one of the biggest things that we literally how we describe the energy of fem power is this energy. So listening to that story, you know, so many people would probably be 
like wildly embarrassed, but I want to scream it from the rooftops if Mm -hmm. I can. Julie Pacino, let's make a movie. Like (laughs) people need to hear this story because there is a happy ending and that's obviously cliche, but there is light. There is. And there are so many ways to, to bring light to these topics. And I never want to hear a story, a coming out story that's almost as beautifully tragic as it is happy as our, as mine was, because it's, there was a two year block that, you know, we don't have time to get into, but you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like I, I should have been medicated because I was contemplating ending my life because that was a better alternative than, you know, thinking about coming out to the entire, you know, Greek community that I grew up in. And I, I was very logical about it. I was like, no, that's not a good idea right now. <laughs> or ever. No. Well, um, I'm glad you're here and I'm so happy you shared that because some people do do what you thought about doing do, however yeah. many times and they don't get to get past that area, you know? So No, yeah. it's hard. So it, it, But, but, but we cling on to the pain. We cling on to it. But but now there's so much freedom and I love the way that you two communicate with each other. And there's just the love and how you speak about each other, even in the VCOM video, like when you're speaking, it's like, you know, my soon yeah. to be wife over there. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, she was the reason I was there. She got me, she got me into not just VCON literally, as in she bought me my, my ticket. Um, she, you know, she's, it's the curious nature of Christina if uh, Gary V were to make a V friend of Christina, it would be Curious Christina. Oh, I love this. <laughs> we need to send this to him. I like that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So maybe that's I'll good. just create it and just submit it. You know. I think, <laughs> I think he is a curious one because that's the number he one. Must. Yeah. Must. The, oh, I, I mean, seen. well, it's the number one emotion. So I think there's a curious one. But we, let's just send him the Curious Christina. I like that idea. Yeah. Couple other yeah. things. Like, okay, one. Um, yeah, so you got the the female Greek producer on the film. We're on that and, you know, building out a team to make it what it needs to be. Beautiful. And not only because of Christina, but she onboarded you into WOW. And so now you have your own WOW, too. Yes, she did. Yeah. The curious Christina. She got me into this whole space. And the truth is that, like, I think in very interesting kind of there's many similarities in the sense that very much like your sexuality in terms of how it takes a little bit of time for you to explore it and let it evolve and understand it. And even sitting in an eight year monogamous lesbian relationship, what I may have identified year one of our relationship may have been bisexual. I don't identify that way anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I need to validate why, but I don't, it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. ring true for me anymore. So yeah. there is an evolution within each of us that we mm-hmm. are allowed. You may feel non-binary today, trans tomorrow. The fact that you want to go into a, you know, a gender reassignment, you know, path slash journey. And no one should be allowed to take that away from you. But bringing it and bridging it to the Web3 space, so many people approach Web3 with aggressive resistance, just like they approach homosexuality with aggressive mm-hmm. resistance. I can't tell you how many people we know that have met us as a couple and have told us that hmm. essentially we're the reason that they think like being lesbians is cool. Or they're the reasons they believe in love. Right. That's another one. Which is get. another one. And yeah. and I say this because these are people that are historically homophobic, primarily people we've met in Greece who've been honest to our faces and said, you know, I'm actually really terrified of gay people. But 
you two make it look easy and fun and, and you're not like, and you changed my mind and you changed my perspective. <laughs> yeah. So I think web three has this stigma that web like and NFTs that is similar to, in a sense, like, you know, the acceptance that we all have to realize with our sexuality and it doesn't have to be put into this box, but it's an evolution and it takes a little time. And I'm really grateful that I was willing to be curious with Christina and, and like explore with her and give it a shot because I do believe in what it can do and how it can afford us the space to explore so much deeper because I do believe even within myself, there's more to explore in terms of our experiences as a couple. We're going to be having a family soon. We hope, and yes. we hope, well, we plan. <laughs> we plan after, after our wedding. <laughs> right. And, and I think that, wow. you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, we you have to do on move. The, the first business is the baby. The first, the first, first baby, baby is, is the business. The business and oh. then it's the other baby. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Wow. So, oh, 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 okay. So the baby isn't the business. Got it. Okay. I'm just yes. kidding. Yes. <laughs> but we're going to, we want another, the, yes. first like a person family business. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that. Baby business. I, yeah. Baby. Business babies. And I think that femme power as an energy is going to evolve with Web3 and our goal in Web3 as partners, as business partners, as life partners is to create this like expansive mindset around your your identity and your sexuality and your gender expression inside yeah. the space. And beauty is just one modality to do that. Yeah. And so like the reason that Alexis got into this space, as she said, was because of me. But, you know, I remember I haven't been in the space that long, but I do, you know, for everyone listening, just to give some context, I do have a PhD that I did get in June 2021. And the PhD is in education technology, specifically technology and pedagogy. So basically, my PhD is in technology and education as it pertains to digital spaces. So what happened was like in June, 2021, I literally defend my dissertation. I successfully defend and I become like an official, like now I have my doctorate. And then I'm like, okay, great. Now what? You know? And so there was this moment of like, just, you know, research. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was like a second. I was Thank joking God. with you. And so there was this moment where I was just researching like what's going on in the world of the internet, blah, blah, blah. And then I like saw on Instagram, one of my friends was like trading NFTs and it like resold for like a tremendous amount of money. And I, I don't know if anyone listening remembers being in the NFT space, July and August, it was booming, you know, 2021. Yeah. In 2021. And, um, and so that's when I started to deep dive into it. And Gary V with V Friends was one of the first NFT projects that I really researched heavily. You know, I just thought it was just so brilliant. And I started listening to his podcasts. And then I started listening to other podcasts, not just Gary V and expanding my network out of that. And then, you know, we actually had a call with Jess Greenwald. <laughs> actually, in we August, were when we yeah. were in Greece in August, when I was researching and I was like, this is fascinating. And I was telling Alexis, I remember being at the beach in Greece with her and her family and saying, Oh my God, like we need to get into Web3. Like I was, I was so convinced and I felt like there was this urgency. Like I remember being in the water anxious, like we need to get into this now because it's just so much and I was like, we can do in, in vacation space, mode. Like, you know? yeah. And she's looking at me like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> Because when it clicks, it clicks and you're just exactly. like, it in and when you it start clicks, running. It Once oh, it, it clicks. clicks. Yeah. But it clicked so hard. It yeah. clicked so hard for me. It and did. I, I realized then what I think took Alexis, I think five to six months to realize, which is that this is so much yeah. bigger than all of us right now. This yeah. is the next iteration of the internet. 
And we as artists and creatives have the opportunity to do something so impactful where there's an even playing field that for us in Web2, because, you know, our Fenpower Beauty is very much a Web2 brand. And we've had so many roadblocks as a Web2 brand in a very saturated industry of beauty. I mean, we had like, you know, these four SKUs of lipsticks that we launched with and then prior, prior, to, the prior to the pandemic. And it was so hard. Yeah. And, and by the way, the lip color you have on right now is so pretty. I, I definitely need to. Thank you. I know. That. It's so pretty. Thank that, you. It's so yeah. cute. It's so this cute. is called Ubuntu. It's our new um, so- collection that we just came out with, with uh, influencer Blair Imani, who's absolutely awesome and is a close friend. She's officiating our wedding. Um, So it's just been a, an incredible journey, you know, in Web 2. But so difficult. Like, you know, the amount of times that like Alexis and I, you know, massive wins, but, but, but such an uphill battle. Like, I feel like we're such on like the lower level of this mountain that we've been climbing and we put so much time, energy, work and detail. And then it's just like, we enter web three and there's like all this stuff happening and for arms us. are open and arms are open. And we're just like, this is what we've been waiting for. Freaking finally, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, Exactly what you're saying is how I think about um, uh, acting in Hollywood. Like, you know, like I came to Hollywood. I was like with my cousin. He's like, yo, you outgrew Hollywood. Like, I just wanted there's so much more land. There's so much more to do. It's like I I felt like I like conquered and did it all. So I traveled the world, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, okay, there's Web 2. There's the system. And I already F the system when I started creating my own content. And, you know, well, before 2012, because uh, I was doing music videos, but when I started making short films and then going on this journey, and now I ha- I own the IP for over 45 videos that I could like for the last decade that now I can pivot and put into Web3 because like as a sovereign being, I have all this content. But I feel like that's the communication for actors and for people who are entrepreneurs um, mm-hmm. who want to like, quote unquote, make it in Hollywood. It's like, instead of feeling like you're at the bottom of the barrel and like being a sovereign being to like make your way up, like I've already done that like twice, three times. Like, like I've, yeah. I've already done it. I know what it's like to like not know anyone in the industry and then, you know, work with De Niro, Pacino, Nicolas Cage, uh, top 35 filmmaker in the world, Werner Herzog, and then, and then leave and then come back and like build that synergy and energy again to like make yourself, your name to go and then, and then to leave. And it's like, you know, I've done that. And so like, I know what it takes to do it and I know I can do it. I know who I am and how I serve and everything. So I know I can do it. And yes, I'm still going through, you know, the steps, but now there's an alternative to not do it the way that you know for the beauty brand, for the, for what's been traditional yep. in society before, whatever yep. principle of the entrepreneurship is, whoever's tuning in, watching, it doesn't matter if it's music or or beauty or acting. Pick your poison, yeah. It's it's for everyone to see the ecosystem of Web three in a whole new way and pivot our stuff in a way and get involved with people who are into the excitement. That's what we need. We need the excitement. We need the energy. We need the good vibes. We need the ethical people and the community and friendship. And so for me, moving forward, like, you know, the Stoics and Epicureans, you know, like, like it's friendship. It's all like, you know, Zeno and the moon and, and the, you know, the last Stoics. And like, like, it's all about like friendship. And that's the crux of everything. And it's like, if it's not meaningful and it's not done with friends, like on your worst day, on your best day, like it, it matters the friendships and, and who we're 
growing with and who we're interacting yeah, with. We're uplifting, right? And, yeah. and yeah. that's the and point. The, the power of community, you know, like, so we like had that initial conversation with Jess in August. And then, you know, then, you know, Jess started inviting us to things. Hence, you know, when we met when yep. into the exhibit, the museum exhibit hence in New York friendships, City. friendships, building, Hence growing. like VCon and then like other people that we met along. It's just been such an incredible journey of just like connections one after the other. And, you know, look, Alexis and I are also very social beings. And I think being locked up in COVID literally, you know, not being able to network the way that we knew before COVID that was really hard for us. And then, you know, now being in this whole new world where we feel like we have the opportunity to make so much of an impact and meet amazing people who also are passionate creators and artists. And it's just change makers. makers. It's incredible. It is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, presently what consumes our minds is very much how to really build experiences that can emulate everything we've just shared here today. Experiences for our community members who want to break free from a stereotype, break free from a stigma, break free from gender norms, learn more about Web3, find financial freedom, express their artistic abilities. I mean, one of the biggest things that we're really, really excited about is a partnership with Somnium Space and ISG. We're going to have a parcel, a virtual parcel that you can enter two-dimensionally through your you know, laptop through your iPhone, or if you have a VR headset, or if you have a VR headset headset. through VR. And we want to have a literal showcase for female artists, entrepreneurs, almost like a little monthly homage to fellow creators, entrepreneurs, et cetera. Like for example, we could have like a Katie Chinakis room that has like your podcast and you could like go into the room and it could have like some of your art, like your headshot. I know that you were talking Mm -hmm. about the other day. And like, you know, a link to take you right to like your podcast, your Spotify podcast. Like, you know, it could be like an interactive Katie Janaka's room. And we want to do this for more creators, artists, entrepreneurs in the space and literally have like a virtual place where fans or community can come visit, you know, and a safe place, a safe place too. you know, conversations, design inclusivity in mind. And we want to host events there. Um, so we're super excited about it and we're, we're at the very beginning of this journey, but yes, this is in partnership with ISG. So we do have the parcel already. We're in the process of building it. And now it's just, you know, the next phases of what we're doing is super exciting being a web two brand that obviously is makeup. We're exploring avatars as well and makeup on avatars and selling those as digital assets, starting with Somnium space and potentially others. And seeing where this takes us and being along for the ride, you know, also getting involved in fashion shows. I mean, there's, there's so much um, opportunity and we're just thrilled to be here and to continue creating and see where this journey takes us. Yeah. Beautiful. Well said. And it's just like everything you're saying, people are like, how, how, how we'll just show up and do it. Follow the flow, have a good intention, like, you know, Mm -hmm. do your own research, things of that Mm -hmm. nature. And you know, love, love all that, yeah. love all that. And then we're going to be at an NFT NYC. So it's going to yep. feel like a whole like year impacted into that one week. And there's going to be some <laughs> more connections yeah. and friendships. And um, we're going to oh, have another marathon day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to definitely do that on the 22nd. We're going to be doing that. The marathon day for, <laughs> for I think it's wow during the day. And then yeah. the evening, um, or my, the, the, the next day in the evening is the Madonna concert. Also. Yeah. But yeah, the 22nd is a wow during the day. Yes. Yeah. And then the 22nd around four o'clock and whatever time we want to go, it's the 
It's the crawl. So it's uh, yeah. the, I'm working with Soho Technique and We Dream. And um, yeah, and I curated over 200 NFT artists to be shown at 12 nice. different galleries in Oh, yeah, that's Soho. right. Yes. So that's, I hope you all are. I hope you all RSVP for that, right? I'm like 99.9% sure we, we have to look. look. Yeah. yeah. Right, but you'll be with me. Yeah. Anyway. It'll be like our, our marathon. We're just going to come with you. You're going to be our VIP entry ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when we arrive, we're, everyone's going to get like a gold ticket, a token, awesome. and it's the token cool. IRL to, for everyone to get into the um, the gallery. Awesome. There are awesome. twelve yeah, different galleries, but I'm so proud with like all of, like the collections and people and just. It's like, wow, you know, literally of like, literally. whoa, of like all these NFT projects and the natural energy and love and ambition I have for, you know, artists and for people, you know, so it's really exciting to be able to celebrate with y'all. It'll be, it'll be really cool. It, everything will be in the show notes, but how can people Beautiful. stay in touch with you more and uh, befriend you, ask questions, follow you? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I mean, our TikTok, as we already said, the lipstick lesbians, um, on Instagram, our, our handle on Instagram for our brand and also on Twitter is at Fempower Beauty. So that's Empower Beauty, but with an F in the beginning. So Fem Fem be in the Power Beauty. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be in the notes. Especially if you're interested in any type of um, showcasing any of your work. Yes. We would def- we're going to start you know, accepting folks who are just inbound messages for now. And then eventually we're going to get like a proper form up going on our website and such. But in the meantime, yeah. if any of this excited you, please reach out. I mean, we'd yeah. love to hear from you. Love to discuss my personal um, Twitter and Instagram and all the things, even on Discord is at XTina Bas. So that's XTina underscore B-A-S. And then on um, on Twitter for Alexis, it's Alexis Fempower. And on Discord, you can find Alexis called Queen Fire. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Whew. Got cool. that fire. Ooh, cool. I know a lot of places to connect. My yeah. God, we're gonna. It's like overwhelming. But yeah. yes, a lot of show notes. <laughs> I definitely need to have both of you on the show again in the near future. We're gonna be wrapping up season four, the women empowerment series. It's been so empowering, and we're. I'm just gonna be pivoting right into Hollywood and NFT. So that's really exciting. Nice. Um, nice. And last but not least, real quick. So on the 21st, Rad NFT TV. It's like Netflix, but in crypto. So you can stream shows. And I'm the very first actor, filmmaker, yeah, producer who's putting a a web series on the blockchain. There's no web series on the blockchain as of right now, except for Mila Kunitz. She has her animation series. Mine is live actors, voiceover actors. Um, I produced it in 2020 during the pandemic. Uh, There's seasons one, two, and three on the 21st, the first day of summer at the Red NFT TV launch party, which is going to be at Nibula. So that's going to be a lot of fun. You girls are coming, right? All right. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. (laughs) You know what, Kiki? We got so many invites to all the different parties. And I don't know if you saw like the satellite events list of like everything happening. Oh my God. It's so overwhelming. So like we're going to the ones that we know like are closest are like going to. So yes, we are going to the ones that you're sending. (laughs) us because it's like yes this is the one these are the ones we need to go to well we do have some meetings happening because we have some folks in in town uh, regarding the bill that we just discussed but yeah yeah yeah, if it's at night we'll be there it's at night they can come you could celebrate have a toast celebrate but it's it's on 41st street um by the conference so it's like amazing yeah it's like celebrate yeah (laughs) yeah 
So I am good. I am good. But are y'all like, I mean, we're like, okay, the 19th, 20, 21st, 22nd. Oh, we're going to get our, we're going to get our kiki time in. Everything's yeah. all plant cooking. It's, cooking. There's a lot. Every day yeah. there's something. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cool. NFT NYC. Yes. Can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, and lastly, I made two nights ago a VCon recap and I'm going to post it. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hopefully in the it's next such a good time. I can't wait to see the, the BTS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on She's All Over the Place. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. <laughs>